Hello? My name is Elliot Moore. I'm just going to talk in a very positive manner, giving off good vibes. We're just here to use the bathroom. Then we're just going to leave. I hope that's okay. Because not only do I have my podcasting brother from another mother, Brent Peterson, also the host of um, the Year's Best Podcast, which we just did an epic recording of. I'm, if you can't tell, I'm really unorganized this morning, so everything's out of order. But this double is going to be amazing because it's... Uh, so what is happening with all these bees double? We are doing a uh, double of the bees from 1978 and the happening. M. Night Shyamalan's from nine, the 2008. And of course, as I said before, Brent is here. Um, hey, how's it going? It, it's going great. Uh, it's so glad to be back with you uh, and doing another one of these podcasts. I, I look forward to them every every month. So I'm, I'm really excited to do th- these two movies especially. So I can't wait to get, get to this. <laughs> no, our um, SNA recording is the highlight of my month and I'm always looking forward to it. And this one, I was like, of course, this is a very can't think of a more of a Brent double um but what we ended up getting was an amazing amazing um amazing double that really took me by surprise um but before we get into that I just want to ask how your podcast is going um you just released your 10,010 movie things with Kyle and um Tyler Tyler. yes sorry I got there eventually (laughs) yeah it's going great um I'm I've finished uh it's five parts so I finished our you, me, and Anthony's uh, first part, and I'm in, in the middle of the second, and just getting. It, they, they take a while, so I'm trying to get through them. But it's 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 fun listening back and just. And uh, I, th- I thought it, w- it went tremendously well. I didn't really know how the the game slash inventions was gonna go, but that went that was awesome, and um, I'm excited to do another one with you guys uh, somewhere up the line. No, it's gonna be really exciting, and it was so much fun just to get to hang out with you two and just goof around. Um, just because whenever I'm with you guys, we always talk about movies. So to talk about just dumb things like facts and uh, weird inventions that came out in 1966 was an absolute blast. And then um, oh, yeah. to see sort of how different and get the same our music taste was was the most fascinating part of the whole thing. That was exciting, and uh, it was it was very nerve wracking till the very end, and it, it uh, you know. Cause it, Anthony was very serious about, and I was like, "Oh, music's fun!" Ah, and Anthony's like, "This is the thing." I'm like, "Okay, okay, hopefully this is right." But yeah, it yes. worked out great, and uh, we had a blast. And I only disappointed him with one pick, which I'm quite proud of myself. So we'll yeah. see how it goes down the line. <laughs> oh, I, I, 
I think he held it in. I think he probably was disappointed in a few more, but <laughs> yes. he held it in well. But there was one I picked. He was like, "What? What are you doing?" I'm like, "I like that song." Um. Anyway, yeah. we will get. What are you in gonna it. do? Yeah. What are you gonna do? And with that, we're gonna get into our um, double feature. Now we're gonna be doing the bees and then going into the happening. I feel that's a good way of doing it. So we're gonna be starting off with yep. the bees. Brent, if you're gonna, if we're sitting down to watch this trailer, what would be the first trailer that you would show? for um, the bees. Well, I wanted to set the tone because I think sometimes when you go into these movies, you're not really sure what you're going to get and how to feel. And I think this sets the tone in a, in a kind of to let you know, oh, this is really silly. So uh, I went with uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space. It is safe to state that the grandchildren of some of the people in this theater will not be born on Earth. They come from the bowels of hell, a transformed race of walking dead, zombies guided by a master plan for complete domination of the Earth. Plan 9 from Outer Space. Starring the most frightmarish cast ever, Bella Lugosi, the seductive vampira, and Thor Johnson as the walking dead. Turn off your electro gun! No. Oh, first. excellent. No, I love you. Always go for one I never thought of, but when I hear it, I'm like, oh, that is the perfect, perfect um, option. Yes, Plan 9 from Outer Space is the perfect um, trailer for this. I haven't seen it in absolutely forever. Um, I don't think I've seen it since VHS. Um, so I do need to watch this movie again, but some of those line readings will always be stuck in my head. They're out there. We're in here. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think it's, it's one of those movies where... You know, every, it's it's the, one of the best worst movies. It's uh, you know uh, Ed Wood just being you know being himself. I love his I I love a bunch of his movies. Um, the Bride of the Monster. That's a, one of my favorites too. Um, and he and going into the bees and especially the happening. You're not really know, you, you don't really know what what you're getting into. And, and the first time I saw the happening, we get into that, but. I, uh, I didn't really understand what, what I was watching or what, what was going on, so it took a few viewings to get it. So uh, I thought that would be a good uh, start for the bees. No, that is absolutely perfect, and I completely agree because I think with both movies, you're not entirely sure how you should be taking them. Um, and so I think that mm. is the perfect double. Um, I'm going very basic with my um, first trailer, but I think you kind of have to, only because I want Michael Caine to yell about the honeybee. And of course, that is The Swarm from 1978. We have visual contact. Identify a black mass here. A moving black mass. We have been invaded by an enemy far more lethal than any human force. Starring Michael Caine, Catherine Ross, Richard Widmark, Richard Chamberlain, Olivia de Havilland, Ben Johnson, Lee Grant, Jose Ferrer, Patty Duke Aston, Slim Pickens, Bradford Dillman, Fred McMurray, and Henry Fonda. that I've always talked about has finally started. Um, same year. Nice. Um, yeah, this movie, I remembered you terrified me as a kid, the whole idea of watching um, that on TV and you just seeing these, well, a swarm of bees going after people for some reason terrified the snot out of me. And then I rewatched it a few years ago and um, was kind of delighted and bored by it at the same time. It's far yeah. too long. But when yeah. that movie wants to go into a 12 gear, it is kind of spectacular yeah I, and uh it's it's 
kind of like the Deadly Bees is another one. I didn't put that on there, but that's, I yeah. don't know if you've ever seen that one. Uh, no, I've only seen The Swarm and The Bees, but there were quite a few Killer Bee movies in the 70s. There was like about six of them I saw. There was Killer Bees, there's yeah, Deadly I, Bees, I'm, there's something else. Yeah, Deadly Bees is kind of boring, and, and you're, I'm with you in The Swarm. It's, it's okay, but it gets to a point, it's, it gets better, but... Yeah, I prefer this bees to any of those. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Though I will never take away from Michael Caine wearing a safari suit and just giving oh, yeah. this very passionate monologue about the, hun- the gentle honeybee. Um, and what would your second trailer be for the bees? Well, since I, I did figure you were going to at least pick one bees one, so I, I went again just against that. But with, uh, and I, well, I went from, I, I believe it's 1975, it's the giant spider invasion. came from another world to destroy the earth. It was the giant spider invasion. Look at that. I'm still measuring an X-ray shower from the ground level at a magnitude never before measured on earth except a nuclear explosion. Well, doctor, it could be an abortive strike from a unfriendly power. Oh, come on. You don't think a missile landed here. I told you something landed here last night. Oh, I haven't seen this one. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's very, it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's got the same kind of vibe as the bees. It's very kind of silly. You see these big, you know, spider, the, the spider's huge. And uh, I don't know if you've seen... Uh, uh, Mike Mendez's uh, Big Ass Spider. I have, yes, that I have seen. Yeah, it's got, I feel like it's almost a spiritual remake to that, uh, but it's, this one's much sillier, even though that's very silly. But uh, this one has, you know, the, all of a sudden you just see this big, you know, one uh, huge spider leg come in and, and, and it's, it's very funny. I, I think it's uh, it's definitely worth a watch. I am definitely going to have to check one out. That that sounds absolutely amazing. But I uh, know there were a few big key um, in six spider movies that I still have yet to watch. Uh, my final trailer... Um, instead of going for something small, I'm going for something big, but some of the parallels between these two movies, I couldn't help just the way my brain works. Um, my final trailer is going to be, uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. How many can you save? Eleven species. Blue is the last of her kind. You'll never capture her. We thought you might know someone who could help. A rescue op? What could go wrong? Hey, Blue. You know me. Come with me. You know you can't stay here. Back your man up right now. It was all a lie! The man who proved raptors can follow orders. You never thought how many millions a trained predator might be once? They're gonna sell them. Not blue. They need it for something else. What is that thing? They made it. This is the most dangerous creature that ever walked the earth. I say we shut this whole thing down. Um, yeah, so if you take bees, but swap them with dinosaurs, and instead of running over a city, they're in a mansion, um, they're kind of in the same way. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> the endings are remarkably similar to The Fallen Kingdom and The Bees. In, uh, yeah, it's... So yeah, you're gonna get some dinosaurs running around a, a mansion um, and only being sold for like $2 million or something really cheap that I was like, you sure a dinosaur is gonna cost that, only that much. Um, but yeah, so that is my final trailer. 
Yeah, and I think that's really a giant cult. I mean, movie. It's it's so. I think when people will look back at that one, I mean, it got kind of ravaged. I feel like people didn't love that one compared to the other ones, but um, yeah, I, really I, I enjoyed like it. it. Yeah, I know. I yeah. didn't enjoy it, um, but then I went back and then I did enjoy it. And then I know yeah. I have a weird up and down with that movie, but I think you're right. I think it's going to turn into a cult movie because I think it does have that element of you're never going to quite see this movie made this way ever again. Um, especially yeah. the idea of um, a haunted house with dinosaurs, I think, is such a great idea. And um, yeah, so that is my final trailer. So that hopefully is going to set the tone when we get into this remarkable treasure of a movie. Um, <laughs> no, like seriously, I kind of fell in love with it. I don't know why people gave this movie three point nine on IMDb. Um, Brent, now, please introduce us to the bees. <laughs> This morning, several clouds of the so-called killer bees were seen over the San Diego Bay Area. It is incredible that in spite of having the most sophisticated weapons and advanced defense systems, the United States seems completely defenseless against this invasion. This is an ultimatum. Either we share this world with them, or we vanish as a species. Would you mind not listening to me? Well, they said the bees are from 1978. Uh, I had never heard of this movie uh, when I'd seen The Happening, which is, these are all going to kind of tie together because of, um, the reason I put these together is because of the whole bee connection and, and we'll get into The Happening with the bees and Mark Wahlberg talking oh. about the bees. And, oh, it's, um, yeah, it's, when we get to that. there's so many connections, it's a great double. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and the, the, uh, they start, you know, um, I don't know. Do we want to do a synopsis, or can we go right into just starting with the? Uh, it's it's such a weird. It's about you know these, these bees are. I don't think they're, you they're, could describe the plot. It's got it's got about <laughs> no, six different plots going on. <laughs> I think we'll, it'll be bees. described as we go on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're bees, and and some people are trying to um, uh, get extort them for their honey, I guess you could say, or and then one one's trying to make them smarter, so then they'll create better honey, and then yes. the other ones then they're trying to defeat the bees, and then they try to help the bees, and. And then there's people be stealing money. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, it's all over the place. Yes. Uh, <laughs> if you want to actually follow the plot of the bees, I think it would make your head hurt. Um, yeah. And because uh, the trailer I was going to possibly pick for this was Body Melt from 1993, which is more about sort of drugs and melting and exploding bodies. But the yeah. whole, not, can't follow the plot, the thing of company trying to do something dodgy to make money, it kind of thought would make would be a good one. But yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's a trip of a movie. And... It is so kind of delightfully manic and bonkers that you can't kind of help fall in love with. Well, you can help fall in love because it's got John. Uh, it's got John Saxon, so you're Saxon. always going to fall in love yep. with it. But it's kind of this weird yeah. thing where it starts off insane, and then when you think it's going to kind of dip down, it never dips. It never goes into those lulls that exploitation movies from this era often do. It just keeps upping the ante. So yeah, they're killer bees. Okay, so this company wants them for honey. Somehow a jar of... So they got a jar, and somehow the bees get in the jar? It's when they're showing off the honey. Well, well the, yeah. The very first part is that there's a big voiceover telling you about how the killer bees have taken over South America, that it's completely taken over, and then that there's nothing going to stop them going into the Northern Hemisphere. So yes. you set the tone right there. And then there's uh, a doctor. Is it Dr. Miller? It, he's got... Uh, he's down with his wife, Sandy, yes. right? Uh, San, and she... They're... They're working on something. You're not really sure, and he's trying to figure out a way to um, uh, to create a, a better honeybee so to stop the killer bees from yes. from taking over. 
And but the people are mad at him for having these bees, these Mexican workers, and the way he talks to them is so oh, condescending. Oh my god, it's the, was... <laughs> the racism and the insaneness. <laughs> me no want to hurt you. Me just want to help bees. Like he's not talking me? to a four year old. <laughs> yeah, I know. And this is group. No wonder they get angry at him because they told me to tell he's a four year old. Me want to help you. Me make good bee. And it's like, yeah. dude, what? <laughs> Yeah, because this this uh this father and son come in and try to take some honey for their to feed their family and, yeah. and they get attacked by the bees and the, the the kid gets killed and he falls and drowns in the water. Um, it kind of reminds me of Frankenstein. It where really the, does. Mm. Right, where they take he brings in like, look at my son, he's dead, and they, and they bring him to the, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, and then this lady takes a rock and just heaves at it and it hits the doctor right in the head. <laughs> they destroy the whole place. Him and the wife try to get away. Then the guy, but the wife gets to a clo- uh, like this closet area or the panic room or whatever they have in their, their little house, and uh, yes. he, they attack him. They rip off his his uh, what what is, it, what is the beekeeping mask called? I don't, is there a I word for know. that? I don't know. I don't know. I just call it a bee hat. Um, but yeah, they take off his yeah, bee, the bee hat. hat. Yeah, so and he's, he's killed by the bees, and then <laughs> so that happens, and and then so she's like, well, I'll just. She, he's dead now. I better take my stuff to uh, see my uncle Ziggy. Is that what happens next? Is it, yes, yes. Because right? she's not upset about Who, the husband of her, the death of her husband at all. Like, well, why would she? She's still no, no, no. She's, <laughs> she's totally fine with it. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but I love that when she gets, uh, she gets in right, right off the bat. She gets into town. She comes to Sack Place, and two thugs walk to the uh, elevator with her, yeah. and they try to take her. Her little box and it's with bees so then they kick like kick her out of there and then they and the bees end up killing them and, or attacking them and he, he runs off and she she went okay she grabs it and goes back upstairs <laughs> she's fine it's so weird everyone people are constantly traveling with bees like i i don't yeah and never in ways you think bees should be traveled They're just like in suitcases there's one guy who's trying to smuggle in these bees from brazil and he's got them wrapped around in these like patches around his body and mm. you, you wonder why he dies it's in a glorious glorious scene but yeah nothing the thing i've kind of loved about this movie is nothing matters um preceding the other or informing the next scene it's always except for like certain things but um yeah sandy's fine with her husband dying she's like upset for two seconds and then she's like oh well i'm gonna go see my uncle ziggy played by john carradine in the most adorable german half german accent Oh, I and I, I wrote at one point. I go, uh, Carradine is unintelligible. I his I couldn't hear a damn thing he was saying. He kept oh, saying Z. Z. When I think he's talking to us, Z's and yeah and nine. The no, it's it's just a whole bunch of sound effects wrapped up together. Oh, um, it's just um, but, oh. yeah, so. So she yeah, so she <laughs> walks she walks up and and she catches John Saxon, who's played in his, his character is John Norman, right? Yes. Uh, Doctor John yeah. Norman. And he's just making out with this girl named, I think she's German as well, Alicia. Her name is Alicia. I can't remember. If it was I can't what, remember, but, she was, but yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's a ladies' man. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. And then she goes, no, don't worry. And he just kicks that girl out of there. And he's like, don't worry, I, I'm with you now. So then that's gone. So you're right. Nothing happened before. No, don't yeah. worry about that other girl. Nothing. She gets attacked yes. by a bee, though, right? One bee. She does. But what oh. I love is when she gets attacked, he, he, he asks her, he goes, hey, what? He goes, what she got attacked by bees? She goes, oh, don't worry, she's she's gonna die. And she goes, what? He goes, no, no, no. But she, she she doesn't really joke. She like deadpans the joke. She just says, oh, she's dead. No, actually, she's fine. Uh, she, it's just one. It's not enough bees to kill her. Anyway, yes. move on. Yeah. Yes, the script does not matter. Um, whether I think when we get to the happening, the script very much matters in terms of what it's trying to do. Yeah. 
but um and the bees it does not matter it's kind of just these random little events that kind of make up into this one whole that you were just giggling with delight every single time something insane happens um so yes um so basically the bees do they don't come naturally into the states like they could have if they were migrating but they kind of just keep because people keep smuggling them in Yep, they want to use them for for their royal jelly. For their royal jelly. And, um, oh my god, that ad was just, it's almost uh, green, it's almost the cheese goblin um, weirdness of just this woman going, uh, I think she's actually meant to be um, an Indian woman or Indian queen. And she goes, oh, I like royal jelly. And it's just like, what is is this? I don't don't know what this is, but I I feel like, I feel like, uh, um, Robocop, the, the commercials from Robocop, those, those yes. silly like uh, intros between, or those little things in between where they have these t- like silly commercials. But uh, yeah, I, so they go in, uh, they go in to meet with, a, are they, is that NATO? Who are they meeting with? Where there's a bunch of countries? I thought it was remember the UN. Like, <laughs> the UN, yes, UN. Yeah. So I couldn't remember if it was NATO or UN. So yeah, One of the two, I don't think, yeah, they never say. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they're like, oh, since, uh, you know, it, and then they, they don't no one ever believes them, um, them about the bees and they him and John Carradine go in there is it John Carradine or John it, Carradine uh, yeah 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 John Carradine because there's other yeah. the Carradines too yeah there's too yeah. many Carradines so, yes. but, and then Carradine knocks over this this bottle of bees and it gets out and attacks them and they all run away and then you just move on to the next that that happened then you just we don't hear it from the UN really again right that's the last time we hear about them I think right? so yeah they might come back at one stage but I kept getting confused with them and the boardroom where the evil corporate people are keep trying to very kind of just almost like they're bored. Oh, we've got to cover up this thing. It can't be our fault. There's like, the well, did you notice the name of their, no, their company? No. It's big business. It's called big business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, subtle this movie is not. <laughs> this like... is so funny. We're big business and they have a, uh, yeah. So that they're, they're really dealing with mostly, uh, I believe his name is under his name is he's got a weird uh oh under secretary yes. brennan is yeah. the guy that and he has a wonderful death at, death at the end we can talk about but uh yeah so they so and they and they use i almost have to go i want to go through what how saxon um so, so saxon they talk to them and then he goes back to the to little to do some mm. more uh experiments and he explains he goes uh he explains they're using artificial sunlight bees orient themselves according to the sun so east to west so we can have what we want we feed the information to the computer and we're geniuses that's all they, that's all we get for an explanation of what what, yes. what they're doing okay also i do want to ask you a question because when they've got the infants uh, smokes of bees um kind of running around the cities just like um stinging everyone there's a kind of a chemical that they're going yeah. to spray now i think i might have heard this wrong because i only watched it the one i only watched it last night um yeah. Because they're all talking about how all the, of course, the worker bees, which are usually the, the male bees, um, go around with the queen bee, and that's how they mate, yeah. and that's the thing. Are they saying that the chemical's going to turn them to they want to mate with each other, or is it, did I get that completely wrong? No, it's, it's exactly correct, because he goes, when they go and talk to uh, uh, the big business again, yes. <laughs> they go... Um, I go, are you saying the chemical of yours will turn the male bees into homosexuals? And yes! Goes, <laughs> and then the guy goes, that reminds me of a certain neighborhood in L.A. I mean, that's, that's the kind of jokes you're going to get in this movie. Uh, I know. So I, I wish I should have um, rewinded it, and I didn't. Because I was just like, what? Did I just think what they just said? Yeah, and it's that kind of movie. Like, everything is kind of an off-the-cuff thing. Everything is... 
um, randomly toned. The, the score never matches what is happening on on screen, which is why I think yeah. Plan 9 from Outer Space is such a perfect yep. movie, which is like that. But Edward is making a movie a passion project. This was, I think, was a, it was a, a Mexican horror movie, but it was Corman picked up the rights to make it, and it was meant to be directed by Jack Hill. But he right. probably read the script and went, mm, I, there's nothing I can do with this. Um, but it's kind of this weird kind of amalgamation of an exploitation movie. This, uh, I've still got to watch a lot of... Um, I don't know much about a Mexican um, filmmaking exploitation movie at that time. Um, if you do, if you want to know more, definitely listen to Unsung Horrors. They love Mexican uh, movies from this time, and they have such amazing knowledge on these movies that I have still got a lot to learn. So listen to them about that subject. But it just is this weird... We're going to make a movie. We have to make it so it's got these certain things in it because this is what people expect from a Killer Bee movie, which was a thing. And then... But they put everything into it. It's like, yeah, it's a perfect you movie because everything is happening in this movie. And you love those kind of movies. Exactly. Yeah, the uh, the director is Alfredo Zacharias. Yes. And the only other American one that I've... uh, It's all a bunch of Mexican. uh, Mm -hmm. El Caballero Torero and uh, Ni Solteros Ni Casados. But uh, Demonoid is the only American other uh, American... Or English name that I remember. And I've seen that movie. Have you seen Demonoid? Demonoid. That's the one. That's the alien ripoff with the eggs. Am I thinking of another I one? Think, yeah, let me, let me pull that up. It's a spouse is looking for silver in Mexico. Find a 300-year-old severed hand um, driven no. by a demon. No, I have so not seen it. this. I need to. Yes, I do need to see this one. This is one with the amazing cover where it looks like a woman's giving birth. But she's not actually. Um, no, I watched, I've been mixing it up with Contamination. Which is an Italian yes, that's alien right. okay. ripoff. Um, but no, I need to see. Yeah, Demon and that's. Boy. Yeah, that's uh, that's a, yeah, that's a 1980 movie, uh, Contamination, I believe. Mm. Yes. Uh, this is 81, and yeah, the cover is great. It's got this screaming lady's face and this this like demon holding this huge scythe or something, mm. and, and these ladies are holding his leg, and then there's this one claw hand coming yes. across the middle. I mean, it's it's fantastic. I'm definitely. Um, so yeah, yeah. So, I'm definitely going to watch that one. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fantastic. Yeah, so it's it's fun. I, I it's not a great movie, of course, but you know it's. it's movie no um so no i was just gonna say look um great sometimes great movies are not well-made movies and i think the bees is a perfect example of that (laughs) yeah and that's why uh plan nine is a a great movie it's not a great movie it's uh you know um halloween three i always put that as one of like everyone it's not a great movie but it's a great movie (laughs) i know (laughs) like i it's so weird when i see the um just because i'm in this weird movie bubble where all movies are celebrated and we love kind of the we love you know, the badly made compared to the goodly made. So when I look at like Halloween three and it still has a score of like 4.9, I'm like, that isn't right. (laughs) Which I never take IMBD as like a um, indicator of how good or how watchable a movie is. Um, It gets Mm. very bro-y. But it was just like one of those things where you're like, no, Halloween three is a a marvelous movie that should be watched every year. Um, Yeah. So it's, oh my God. It's it's one of those movies. It's one. Yeah. Sorry, go on. No, I was gonna say it's one of those movies where um, you can tell a real horror fan if if they if they except the third one, I don't really know. I'm like, oh, okay, then you haven't really got into it. Then uh, you're not you're not quite at the level that we're all at here. We all understand Halloween three. We get why it's great. You just got you'll get there. You just haven't you haven't seen it enough for because a lot of people had a, a, a. the problem when they first see it, oh, they don't they don't understand why Michael Myers is not in there, and then it, it kind of throws them off 
of, of why it's like, oh, if you just don't even once you realize that's not, you know, nothing to do with it. It's just it was supposed to be this way. It was supposed to be an anthology and they were supposed to keep on going with this. But since it did, it did so poorly, they did. They, you know, they stopped going with it anyway. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And um, you yeah. can always tell like a really kind of in-depth horror fan when they go, no, of course, Halloween 3 is one of the best. You're like, well, yes, yes, it is. Yeah. Um, and getting back to the bees and, of course, the John yep. Saxon of it all, who is incredible oh. in this movie. I mean, that man yep. always came to play, no matter what he was in. And he is so charming. And he's kind of got the same, um, not exactly the same presence as Mark Wahlberg, but he's kind of like this man of action, or actor of action, I guess is probably the best way of saying it, like Wahlberg, but they're very, very different beasts. Um, yeah. And he's kind of but I believe he's more interested in the science or at least the practical nature of it than I think Mark Wahlberg is but we'll get into him when we get into him yeah but it's um but no this is a guy who can throw a punch he will seduce a lady yeah. he loves his bees he's kind of and he's got the greatest line of the movie which is um I think they're doing some I can't even remember what they're doing but it's got Sandy um doing this video presentation of something to do with a bee she blows a kiss, and of course, her uncle John Carradine goes, "Oh well, no, that's not for you," because he's always going, "Look, your husband's just died. Wait before you start screwing John Saxon." Saxon, she's like, mm, "No, nah, I'm not going away." Um, and yeah, my he, my note my note on that was uh, Ziggy thinks his niece is hot, and then <laughs> Saxon goes, Saxon goes, that just adds incest to injury. That's yes! his quote. <laughs> Line of the movie. <laughs> You can't beat that line. Oh, can't. It's, oh, it's so good. It, yeah, it's the way he delivers it as well. It is yeah. just the best, and it is just a glorious moment that you want to get up and just go, "Yes, this is why I love movies." It's just because of this. Yeah, you can see it. It kind of raises his eyebrows as he yeah. does it, like, well, mm. "It's just injury." Huh? <laughs> no, so, I like. Yeah. yeah, he he doesn't take the role too serious. No one in this movie takes yeah. this movie seriously at all. Um, no. But he doesn't. He do, he's got his tongue in his cheek when he does it, and yeah. which makes it even more fun because you kind of feel like you're in on the joke a little bit. Um, even though I right. don't think this movie is a joke, but he the way he plays it, you kind of feel it's okay to giggle at a few things and that kind of. So, which is what I think is this holds this movie together. Yeah, and so so they they figure out a plan to they're gonna they figure out a way to spray every every all the bees to to have them have sex with each other and, <laughs> and die. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. So then, so that works at first, but then the uh, Ziggy, uh, uh, John Carradine's character, figures out a way to talk to to communicate with the bees, and he wants and to realizes, communicate with the bees. Yeah, and and then and then they. So then, I think Saxon is he the one that makes them smarter? Yes. And that's why. Yeah. So then, so then they start, even though, so the other ones have died or. or I, the other gay ones are now over there, but not yeah. I, I, this other kind is now coming along, to and those those are released and they start attacking again and then not, they can't stop anything, um, but they realize that the the bees are they're they're smart now they are yes. intelligent and they're trying and they're, they're the reason they're doing this is because they're trying to save the uh, environment they realize the earth is right is polluting yes. everything and. And of course, no one, you know, no one believes them. And it seems crazy that they could talk to bees. <laughs> and so the, the, the under, uh, and oh, they realize that the big business is stealing money from the agriculture department. That's so it, the yes. Bees, yeah. So, oh, and so then John Carradine kind of uh, brings this, um, the, the notes of whatever, of how they're stealing. So then the undersecretary puts a hit out on John Carradine. <laughs> 
Two guys go try to kill him. They shoot him, and and one guy uh, and the bees attack one guy and kill him, and the other guy gets away. Yes. And, but he, where does he go? He just kind of goes. I mean, does he? You don't really know what happens to him. I do, don't know what happens to him, but because uh, they find John Carradine dying, of course, John Saxon jumps yep. into a John Saxon mode and starts beating up the other guy and then just kills him yeah. with some bees. But you don't find out what happens yeah. to the other guy. Um, but yeah, you find out it's this kind of big conspiracy with um, government kind of mixing with business, which is, you know, it's not exactly right. that far fetched um, to take things away from we do the. Get... Yeah, sorry, yeah? Yeah. No, sorry. And then yeah, when we get we get to see uh, when they because the one guy dies from the bees originally, but then the other guy, the, the Asian guy, comes back and fights John or John Saxon. He he throws John Saxon through a window. And then John Saxon takes a box of bees and put it on his face. I don't think that's how it again. works to kill someone, but in this movie it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then they realize, yeah. So then they go to um, and then. Now, now they know that the Carradine explains to them, oh, what, what is that? These bees are going to kill, you know, they're smart, but you just got to talk to them and, and, and explain to them. Mm. So then he dies. The bees go and they and they kill. Now they kill the undersecretary, which is one, is my favorite death because it's, it's you play it again in uh, The Happening where he gets bee stung. You can, you can kind of see him looking back at the window so he knows where to go and he yeah. flies his body out the window, dropping body, just... This lifeless body smacks into the ground. It's my favorite thing to happen. Like uh, when I was on uh, um, or Anthony's podcast, um, I, I explained how I love anytime there's bodies dropping from large places, long, long distances. It's always my favorite part of a movie. So. Yes. So I'm guessing you really like uh, the um, Judge Doom, uh, Judge Dredd, sorry, movie from, was it 2012? That's got a few bodies. Oh out. yes, because they're all, it's all a tower, right? Yeah, they're in the yeah, tower and yeah. yeah that's, so every time they want to kill yeah, someone, it's like slow motion falling down. Yeah, um, no, yeah. and we will get to falling bodies and the happening. But one of my yes. favorite things <laughs> happens just before before that. We can see the that bees part. are starting to organize. Like his secretary is trying to shoo out a bee. Um, this is when they think everything's all okay and the, the smart bees really haven't come back yet. And he and the, and the secretary walks in, and the bee bee flies away. And the secretary his secretary says, "Oh." That's strange. It's like he saw you coming and flew away. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's so great. It's just, yeah, just, it's so full of these these lines. It's just like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's exactly what's happening. I don't know. This is a treasure of a movie, and I did tweet out this yeah. is a treasure. Everyone was like, oh, I'm going to see this. And I'm like, okay, when I say treasure, this I mean that there's a line that says, you know, um, incest of top and off top of interest, um, um, insult, and... Um, or injury, and um, this a guy tries to smuggle live bees on a plane on his person, and so this is not like a well-made movie, but it is such no. a treasure of a movie. It is yeah. so much fun. You are giggling all the way through because it's so ludicrous and yet kind, and you're in on the joke, but at the same time, it's actually very sincere about what it's doing. Um, yeah. And yes, I still have a lot of Killer Bee movies to watch because there are quite a few of them, and apparently in the '70s, people were completely obsessed with the um, African Killer Bee. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't quite know why. I mean, the movie explains that they um, would mix them in and interbreed them with some Brazilian bees because they were worried about the bee population in South America. And then, of course, it mm -hmm. created this mutated thing. Um, and, yeah, and also what we – actually, I'll wait this to, this discussion until we get into The Happening because I think it's a little bit more prescient in that one. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, any but, final thoughts on The Happening? I mean, on the bees. Yeah, before – the bees, mm -hmm. yeah. Before, yeah, before we get to the at the very end of the movie, they the bees. Um, oh, so yes. John Saxon goes in, goes in to talk to, 
yeah. government or whatever he's talking to with all these people. And he goes, uh, at various times during the long history of the earth, when sudden changes threaten the delicate nature, nature will attempt to correct this imbalance by evolving new forms of life that can adapt to certain circumstances. Uh, so it says these bees have established communication. They have, they have issued a warning that unless we stop abusing their environment, they will eliminate mankind completely. Mm. And, yes. and we have to listen to what the bees say. We do. And that's when they, and, and they show us that the bees come in and they don't kill anybody. They're just like there to say, hey, we're here. And we could just realize that we're going to, if you don't do something about it, we'll, if you don't we'll change what again. you're doing, we'll take you out. And yes. that's, that's leads us into the happening because that's exactly what the same kind of message uh, yes. is for the Exactly. Um, and with that, when the, at the ending of this glorious movie, I just love John Saxon giving a speech. It's, it's, it's absolutely glorious. Yeah. We'll be getting into The Happening. Now, what is your first trailer for The Happening? All right. So there, I, I really attribute this movie to another older movie that um, the, but the first time I watched The Happening and the first time I watched this movie, I didn't get it at all. And I go, what, what was the what's the point of this? Or And I don't understand, especially with this one, because people love this one and my first so my first trailer is the birds nice i mean birds just don't go around attacking people without no reason you know what i mean i think we're in real trouble huh? i don't know how this started or why but i know it's here and we'd be crazy to ignore it to ignore what the bird war yes the bird war the bird attack play call it what you like they're massing out there someplace and they'll be back you can count on it I keep telling you, this isn't a few birds. These are gulls, crows, swifts. I have never known birds of different species to flock together. The very concept is unimaginable. Why, if that happened, we wouldn't have a chance. So, um, if you if you watch the beginning of the birds, I mean, I know this is just going to be a trailer, but in the it's this weird half. The first half of the movie is this weird part where this girl sees this guy, and then in a she tries to bring in this bird and then he has to go across the in a canoe she has to go find him and find, i mean this i'm like I, I was watching this movie like what is the point of this movie and then they get into the birds and like oh, okay now i understand what, what's going on but it was just yeah. so crazy that i didn't i wasn't getting what was going on until i saw it the second time and like really fell in love with it but. no the birds is a great movie and i still think the scene where they're having to walk through the house surrounded by different birds is still one of the creepiest um, moments mm -hmm. in a movie and um, when you're describing it it doesn't sound that scary but when you're no. watching it and they're having to walk and because a bird will if they're going to go you they will go you they have got claws they've got beaks they are you know um, they can be they're what they're all mostly a wild animal so if they want to hurt you they've got the ability to hurt you and I think we um, sometimes forget things like bees or birds or um, kind of smaller animals um, that no, they are animals, and if they feel threatened, they will attack. Um, so no, I love, I love the um, birds. I haven't seen it in years. I need to give it a rewatch because um, it is so pure Hitchcock in a lot of different ways, and I love Tippi Hendrix's performance in it. Yeah, so ni 1963. I didn't say the year, but oh. yeah, and and it's it's one of those things where it's kind of like the happening where it's there's silliness going on, but also there's a serious you know a serious movie going on as well during this. The silliness so you're, it's it's really mixing these two vibes and you're trying to figure out really what's going on and i love how what he does with it so oh just yeah. like just like the happening <laughs> well i had a similar idea and i've actually just realized i've forgotten to write down the date but there is only one uh william william girdler and i'm going with the day of the animals um i can't remember if it's early 70s or late 70s maybe probably earlier because i know he passed away too early 77 um, 77 thank you People are being advised to remain indoors whenever possible, especially those in high-altitude areas where the sun's rays 
would be naturally stronger. Dog, I told you that sun seemed damn peculiar today. God sent a plague down on us because we're just a bunch of no good fellas. Sure are that, Sam. There's something strange in the woods, and I don't know what it is. Well, these city folks sure wouldn't take much of panicking. Damn it, Doc, get out of here! Day of the Animals. Um... This movie is absolutely, again, got that same mix of really goofy and really terrifying because this is a movie that has Christopher George, who I think if he isn't in a 70s exploitation movie, something is missing. Um, and it also has Lizzie Nielsen wrestling a bear, um, yeah. which is a sight to behold. Um, <laughs> this is a movie where, again, kind of similar premise and kind of similar to the birds and also to the happening and also the bees. The um, ozone yeah. layer is becoming very, very thin. And whatever the sun or whatever the space is in space is coming down and it is affecting all the animals. Like every single animal from the ants to cougars to bears to whatever. And it's driving them insane. So essentially you have a um, bunch of campers led by Christopher George, I think, going around and um, going on a tour. And they get stuck in the wilderness with every single animal that is basically trying to attack and kill them and it is a really incredible visceral movie it's really intense sometimes there's a thing with a bunch of snakes in a car that is absolutely horrific um so yeah and you do get it fills in with at least a lot of environmental horror movies from the 70s which i'll get into more but it is an amazing movie and it's got these most insane parts again i love christopher george i think he's i don't know if he's one of my favorite actors but he's one of my favorite exploitation actors I, he's got this indescribable quality which i cannot he's a human cigarette essentially but he just kind of gives us quality that i don't know what it is and i always enjoy seeing him on screen um and the day of the animals is absolutely fantastic yeah that's one i was going to another one i was going to mm. on my short list i was going to put in there if i i, I was kind of ha looking at a few different ones and that was definitely one of them i, mm. I really enjoy that movie as well it's very good yeah, it kind of leaves you kind of um, speechless at certain parts and just kind of giggling at the ridiculousness. So, no, I, I, yeah, I'm glad we're kind of in similar minds on, on this. What yeah, is your second exactly. trailer? Well, and the second one, I really think that if I was going to just have the happening showing, I would show the bees as a trailer before. Um, but I, I went with a, another uh, um, disaster movie from 1974, which is Earthquake. The city of Los Angeles and it's millions of people living, loving, planning, fighting until nature's most violent of evil forces them to battle and claw for life itself. I have to go to Oregon this summer, all summer on a hydroelectric project. Come up there. They indicate another pre-shock, probably before noon today. And if it happens? Then the big one follows in 48 hours. If this damn bus, there won't be nothing between here and Wilshire Boulevard left to burn. Uh, starring Charlton Heston, Ava Gardner, George Kennedy, Lauren Green. Yes. So have you seen that one? Um, a long, long time ago. This has got uh, yeah. Gorgna. That, oh, I can't even remember his name. No, no, it's a great, it's one of those... Uh, uh, I have a special kind of thing for disaster movies from the 70s. They are yeah. absolutely amazing. And with those bigger ones like Earthquake, you tend to get the most amazing casts. Like uh, Tarrowing Inferno is another one, which is one I, I yeah, watched recently. Yeah. 
Yep. Um, which That's has another one I was going to say too. Yes, uh, Steve McQueen, um, Paul Newman, McQueen. Uh, Faye Dunaway, and you just get these. It's kind of like the Avengers of the seventies. These are these massive blockbusters. They got everyone in there, um, and it was just usually this roller coaster. And um, Earthquake is kind of like uh, not an anthology, but you're following uh, like most disaster movies. You're following di- different groups of people who may or may not interact. Right. Yeah. So and. Yeah, and I, and I, I it's, it has a lot of, you know, falling things, which I, I like I said, I do enjoy, and the, up on top of buildings and trying to deal with that kind of thing. That's why Tower Inferno was another one I was just, I was dealing with one of those two again for, mm. for this one as well. But yeah, it's, it's just really good. Yeah, a lot of different stories, different, yeah, and I, I didn't even hate the, uh, the newer, the rock, um, what's that oh, one called? It's not called Earthquake. Is no, it? I enjoyed San it. Andreas. It's, I enjoyed yeah. that, actually. Yeah, it's fun. It's, yeah, me too. Yeah. It's definitely got that same vibe. It's a bit more of a connected plot, I think, with that one. With, um, but it is just a lot of fun. And um, poor Kylie Minogue, yes. Speaking of your favorite yeah. kind of death, has one of those. <laughs> That's a high building. That's right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that one, as like as more with like the happening, the happening is really dealing with just one sort of family yes. and, and that's San, San Andreas is kind of deal. Earthquake's dealing with a bunch, but San Andreas, yeah, you're right. It's, it's got more of a dealing with a singular family. Which, yes. You can go, it's, a, it's a way to go. I, it, both ways I think are fun. And yes. I, yeah, disaster movies are great. Oh, they so are. Um, and with my I, second trailer, I'm going a different direction. But since everyone is kind of sitting there primed for the Mark Wahlbergness or the Marky Markness of it all, um, I'm deciding to show an SNL skit. Now, I didn't write down the date for this. Sorry, I'm just very unorganized for this episode. Um, but it's um, Andy Samberg's Mark Wahlberg Talks to Animals from SNL. Oh, um, no. <laughs> Now I'm going to talk to a donkey. Hey, donkey, what's going on? You're a donkey. I like that. You eat apples, right? I produce entourage. Okay. Talk to you later, donkey. Now I'm going to talk to a chicken. Hey, chicken, how's it hanging? A lot of people want to eat you, but I just want to talk to you, okay? We should do a film together. What do you think? All right, well, think about it. Say hi to your mother for me, all right? Um, it's kind of, well, it's kind of perfect because he's talking to animals. It's like, hey, donkey, I, you know, I produced Entourage. Um, hey, uh, hey, goat, I like your beard. I had a beard when I was in Perfect Storm. Did you see Perfect Storm? I don't know. It's he actually gets the voice pretty right. If you close your eyes, you can almost imagine that it's um, you know, uh, Wahlberg. You know, um, say hi for your, from your mother for your mother from me. Um, yeah, say hi to your mother for me. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I think it's just going to set the tone. Like I think because particularly this role of Mark Wahlberg has been kind of. Um, not a slammed and also taken the piss out of and um, I'm still not entirely sure where I stand on his particular performance in um, The Happening even though I think he did exactly what uh, M. Night Shyamalan told him to do um, but I think it's just gonna go yeah we're, we're gonna go in for something that's um, definitely a bit marky mark so with that we're gonna go into yeah. The Happening Are we supposed to stop here? What's going on? You can't just leave us here. Sir, we lost contact. With whom? Everyone. There appears to be an event happening.
It's some kind of attack. The first stage is loss of speech. Claire. Claire? The second stage is physical disorientation. The third stage is fatal. Now, yeah. Brent, this is your favorite movie. Um, please tell us why you love The Happening. Well, I wouldn't say it's my favorite movie, but it, it's it's up there. It's it's in my top twenty. But yeah. I, I have a lot of M Night. I I, I prefer the M Night uh, movies that you know. I still I love Sixth Sense. I love Unbreakable. I love um, Signs. Mm. But I, my three favorite of the M Night movies are The Village, The Happening, and Lady of the, Lady in the Water. Oh, fascinating. So, and yeah. yes. And the happening for, for for the longest time it was my favorite of all of them. Now I've almost switched to Lady in the Water because to me that has more heart to it. I I, I cry during that movie, which people are going to laugh at me for that. But I I love that movie because it, it it's getting into uh, in of uh, inside of M Night's brain of how he works as far as an artist and mm. dealing with pain and um and I just I adore that movie. But we'll get we'll we'll I will do a double somewhere down the line of with Lady in the Water. I look forward to it. I really so look forward to it. I, I do so, need, I need to rewatch that movie again. Actually watch that movie. I don't think I've yeah. seen that movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's what happens too. A lot of people, you know, they started out with Sixth Sense and they, they really liked it, but the, uh, it's a twist. And then Unbreakable came. It's like, it's good, but you know, and then signs like, yeah, but now with the, with the aliens in the water thing, it's kind of dumb. And, and then village people hate, they're like, Oh, they figured out what the, uh, you know, what the twist was. And they, Oh, I understand. understand. And then, yeah, happening came and then no one understood what the happening was and then lady in the water and stuff so i get all that and the happen i remember the first time i saw the happening and i, I was an m night fan because I, I i loved all of his movies so far I, I walked out of it and i go i go what the hell was that I go, what <laughs> yes. what was the point of that yes. I, was that supposed to be funny or scary i didn't i didn't understand what was going on and it, i i kind of let it go for a, a few years mm-hmm. and i didn't really get back to it till about three or maybe four or five years later I mean, and at that point, he had been like shunned from Hollywood. He had made like After Earth, and uh, uh, pe- when people would see his name, they would laugh at him. And he just really was not taken seriously at all anymore because mm-hmm. he he made these bad. You know, they took the Avatar movie. What's that? The Last Airbender. Everyone hates that movie because they they ruined that franchise or whatever. So he, he was a yeah. I, I again, I I kind of like that movie. I have a, I own it on 3D. It, it's it's fine. It, it's not a great movie. I understand that. It, you're right. It's not. Nothing. I wouldn't say that's a good movie, but mm-hmm. at, at all. But I, it's it's fine. <laughs> but this one, this one, I I really, I went back and when I finally watched it again, I go, oh, okay, I see what he's doing here. He is making a '70s schlock disaster movie, um, and he he's telling the beginning where Paul Burton is, is talking about the bees, and and I had never heard of the bees at this point, so. Mm. And until I came upon the bees later on, this was even, so I love to happen. I'm like, oh, I love this movie, but I wasn't like, it's my favorite. But then when I came and I saw the bees, I'm like, oh my God, he's just doing the bees. He's making his own the bees. And he's explaining that he's doing the bees right in front. It's just not, if you don't know the bees, you're just going to be like, what the, what's, what's he doing? I don't quite get what's going on. So, um, and, and when I tell people that, oh, all his, oh, this whole movie is supposed to be funny. It's supposed yes. to be a joke, but it's also to be, it's also supposed to be serious too. There's, you know, Mark Wahlberg with the little girl, you know, we get into all that, but he, it's trying to mix, do this weird mixture. And that's what those movies were, you know, earthquake and towering inferno. Mm. There's silly things going on the bees, but there's also serious things he's talking about. So he's trying, it's so hard to mix the tone of those things. And I understand people not understanding or getting it. 
and I just happen to get it and I, I see what he's trying to do and I just think it's so brilliant that it, it speaks to me. I absolutely agree. I didn't probably would have, because I saw bits and pieces of the happening, and then again, the first, when I was watching them, I was like, I what is he doing? And it wasn't until I saw Day of the Animals um, at a screening where I went, oh, that's what he's actually doing. And I was watching it this time around. It was like, I think I know what he's trying to do, whether I think he's as successful as something like the bees or the uh, Day of the Animals or the birds. I'm not 100% sure, because the birds is also very funny and very, very scary. Um, yeah. But I think he is actually trying to make a 1970s environmental disaster movie. And the cool thing mm. about the screening I went for Day of the Animals was um, they this is particular sc- uh, screening where they show other tourist movies, but they also have a like a presentation beforehand. And uh, I think it was Lee Gambin who did it, who's a really great uh, Australian critic, um, talked about the environmental movement of the 70s and also... Um, how it infected the movies, like when you got the frogs, the birds, day of the animals, and they, there was this concern about what we were doing to the environment. Um, but the idea of we didn't know what would, what the consequences would be. Now we know exactly what we're doing and what the consequences that we are facing, even if we don't tend to want to admit it. Um, but yeah, he gave this amazing kind of thing of even Christopher George and his wife Linda Day George were actually big were campaigners. They did uh, some ads. I'll put maybe a poster up of. I couldn't find an actual audio but a poster they used to do against aerosol cans. So they were kind of really big into it. And then you watch The Happening, and it's kind of got that same vibe. It's that thing of, oh, we know we're screwing things up, but we don't know what the consequences are going to be. And so you get these weird... um, I mean, I love the first two-thirds of this movie. Um, I really, really do. I love the opening scene in New York when everyone just pauses. And then, of Mm. course, that amazing scene with the construction site is absolutely terrifying. And then you just get these really weird moments that kind of pull you out a little bit because this was the guy who made six cents and i think everyone took it um as a very specific yeah it's a kind of a calling card movie he's like this is how i'm going to get attention but actually i'm unbreakable guy i'm the happening guy i'm the um that kind of filmmaker i'm not necessarily the six cents filmmaker and i think everyone got a bit confused and kept expecting him to go well no you're six cents you're the guy who's going to be tapped to be the next spielberg he's like no 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 it's it's the happening i want to make a environmental b movie well i I think yeah people say spielberg but he's much more hitchcock to me he's more hitchcock yeah yeah, no one appreciated hitchcock in his day he never Mm. won a directing award he never won an oscar uh for his i mean he's Mm. arguably the greatest director of all time uh, I just saw Notorious the other day, and I just, oh, just Notorious. Just, it's, and there's so many different types of movies that he makes, and he wants it. And and really, Notorious is about this, you know, um, consp- conspiracy and spies, but it's really a love story. It is, and that's yeah. why, yeah, and and that's kind of like to me, like uh, you go back to the village. The village is is supposed to be the spooky story about these people that are in have, have mm. gotten away from society, but in fact, it's a love story between, you know, the the two the two characters. Yes, and so. So he's doing, doing these, all these other things to kind of like, oh, look, all these things are going on. But it's actually just about this core thing mm. that he that if you're not really looking for it, you're not going to understand that that's, oh, it's just about this. Oh, I know the twist. I, it's like, no, but it's not about the twist. It's no. about the, the thing going on inside the twist. So, No, uh, Hitchcock just liked to shock you. Like I had a friend once yeah. who sort of says he doesn't understand Psycho because it's not scary. And I went, I don't think he was meant to be scared. Went, Hitchcock was never meant to scare you. He was meant to shock you and surprise you. And that yeah. movie, I think, does that. Um, but at the same time, you're meant to feel for Norman Bates. It's not like yeah. a movie where um, I, I think he's, he's the main character. 
He's the main character, and you are meant to feel for him because you want him to hide Marion Crane's body when that when the card just looked like it's not yeah. going to sink. You're like, oh shit, he's not going to get away with this. Um, and I think Shyamalan kind of he's a little bit more cerebral, I think, than Hitchcock, as I think he likes the ideas yeah. of storytelling and how you tell a story and all these kind of things, which may not completely mix with the genres that he's interested in. That's just a me thing, but I think these kind of weird disparate. Um, mixes come together you have movies from a filmmaker that you will never see anywhere else i mean he is unique yeah. as unique can be yeah and and i think he's much more sentimental than hitchcock is oh, hitchcock is much mm. yeah hitchcock's more interested in uh you know he obviously had women problems and mm. dealing with moms and and all that kind of thing so he he was always kind of dealing with that side of it and trying mm. to understand what what they were doing and why why they were like they were and m night's trying to tell a different a totally different kind of story so yeah they're they're alike but also very different and i'm interested to see uh, as m night keeps going and you know he's got the movie olds coming out this summer yes. which i'm really curious to see. um and i and i've i've enjoyed the visit and i still think and i'm not going to give it away but the end of split is one of the greatest things that's ever happened in a movie theater to me I, I it blew my mind um so stuff like that where he's just always trying new things and he's not going to do what you even glass the first time i saw glass i didn't i didn't get it i was like what, what this i thought we we're gonna this is gonna be something and nothing happens the second time i watched it i waited about a year and i loved it so yeah. it's it's hard to get what he's trying to do at first and i understand people when you don't understand something immediately you're kind of like ah, i don't i don't like i don't like this this mm. is stupid he's dumb you know, and I and I get that kind of logic. And there's plenty of directors. We talked on uh, the '66 how Ing Ingrid Ber uh, is it Ingrid Ber uh, Ingmar it? Ingrid Bergman, Bergman? Yeah. Ingmar Bergman, right? Ingrid is from uh, uh, Notorious. It's like but, Notorious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so how I don't quite understand his movies, but I feel like once I once I because I like Persona, and uh, this summer I'm or for June's exploitation, I'm going to watch um, the Seventh Seal, which looks looks really quirky and fun. Oh, so that's yeah, on, on um, my list. Cannot wait to see what you think of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that one's going to twist it so that I can understand. Oh, now I get what, what the whole thing is. So once you kind of unlock that, and I think I unlocked Ammonite's, his, mm. what, what's in his brain more than a lot. Even when people, it's so funny, when, when people tell me, tell me they like the happening, I'm like, yeah, but do you really understand the happening? I think you might like it, but do you know, do you understand it? And I, I just, it's a pretentious, you know, silly thing that I, that I have, but he's like he's like my director, so I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I completely get that because you can enjoy the happening for what unquote you think a bad movie is because I think he's definitely yeah. doing a certain badness on purpose yeah. um, because that's well, what those environmental movies was. But at the same time, yeah. he's doing really specific things from what those movies are doing. That I, yeah, I just had the uh, Dave the animals in my head the whole time I was watching this yeah. movie. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that yeah, because I, I you, you told me you'd watch Happening before the bees. I'm like, oh, I almost wish you would have saw the bees first. Yeah. Then yeah. went into the Happening because you could see a little more. But it, I'm glad you kind of got it anyway from that movie, mm. uh, first. But um, and I'm glad you enjoyed the bees because that helps a lot. Because if you don't enjoy the bees, then you're for sure not going to enjoy the but Happening. You are not going to enjoy uh, the Happening at all. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, if if you start at the beginning, you you go um, you see like you're talking about in in. in Central Park, where people just stop, and but you you can see that the dog keeps moving, so the people yes. are stopping, but the, nothing happens to the dog. No, nope. and then there's there's a crazy part where the they kind of start saying things that don't make a lot of sense, and the girl takes out her hair pin and just yeah. stabs herself in the, ne <laughs> the neck, and you're like, oh shit, because it's it's and it's funny because it's M Night's first R-rated movie too. All the other ones have been PG-13. Oh yeah, you're right. Yes, 
And this yeah. is Even particularly violent. Real scary. Yeah. Yeah, this one especially because there's people shooting themselves in the head and, and lying under lawnmowers um, and. Yeah, <laughs> that scene was particular. So, yeah, like, oh, so, <laughs> surprised how much they so, showed of that. I kept expecting it to cut. I'm like going, oh, they're not cutting. <laughs> yeah. So I what so during this whole movie he's dropping little pebble knowledges of mm. that's a word I just made up. Um, thing of things of that like oh this is about like remember at the end of the bees when the guy jumps out the window falling body so what do you see at the very beginning of the movie you get you get not just one body you, you, oh Mackenzie he fell and then they call you know they call it's real serious yes. but all of a sudden there's just floating bodies just start flying uh. down and I to me I'm laughing hysterically so I don't know how other people are like oh my god and I just think it's the funniest damn thing I've ever seen um <laughs> it's actually quite I was it's actually a really beautiful shot of the bodies falling yes. because you have the swelling music. Yeah, because there's a there's a body on the ground. They do everyone's concerned because oh, of obvious reasons, and then you just see the swelling music and this beautiful shot of slow motion of just people falling off the building, and oh, it's it's so a good. really amazing image. And that's when you kind of know, oh, something is happening. I just don't know what, and that's what the whole movie yeah. is. And I think with modern film makers, especially like someone who keeps expecting Shyamalan, because I think even though. Um, Unbreakable, there was an answer to what was happening. Uh, there was a definite answer in The Sixth Sense. Uh, in the, um, oh, was the one with the oldie time people again? It's not The Valley, it's... The Village? The Village. Even in The Village, yep. there's an answer. In The Happening, there is no answer. And I think with movies especially made around this time, and made now, I think it's opposed to, say, movies made 20, 30 years ago, um, people want an answer to what is happening. And the fact that it's the trees isn't a good enough yeah. answer um which i think well, what, annoys a lot of people yeah and what's great is that that is this movie was made in 2008 which means it's exactly 30 years since yes. the bees yes and in the 70s you, if you look at the 70s that a lot of movies were like that they didn't they didn't give you answers no. they're just halloween at, at the end what no one if you watch just the first halloween you don't know why he did what he did nope and where he went like he's it's, they don't care i don't know if you've seen the end of barracuda you no, ever seen that I movie? haven't. No, I need to. the ending of that movie yeah. is straight bananas, and you're like, "What the fuck just happened here?" <laughs> I have no idea. So the '70s did not care what you did not care what you think about an ending to a movie. They'll just do whatever they want, and yes. that's this one is he, he's kind of following that same thing. He really is. So, yeah. yeah so so you go straight from the bodies falling to Mark Wahlberg as a <laughs> science teacher. You know, perfect casting for to me if. Everyone's like, oh, how stupid. Why would you cast Mark Wahlberg as a scientist? I'm like, exactly. Why would you do that? There's a reason for that. It's good. Yeah, I, okay. I saw The Happening twice. Both times before I saw The Bees, which is the wrong order. I definitely admit it has Bees, then The Happening. Um, and it was because I was trying to get the Mark Wahlberg as a science teacher. Now, I was trying to decide if it's perfect casting um, because I think no one does confused face like Mark Wahlberg. And I think he's really good at just kind of being in that moment and just kind of when he's like in the field and his eyes are going, it's kind of yeah. or um, but him getting excited about science is such a strange thing to see because he feels it's so like funny. it's so funny because he feels like the kind of guy um that hates nerds. <laughs> that, yeah. Um, oh, you and your science. And then he's a science guy trying to figure out things through science. And he's and what I said about Saxon as being an actor of action, same with Mark Wahlberg. He's put his whole reputation yep. on I am the guy who goes into the um, into the flaming tank or whatever to save people and to do something. And in this movie, he's constantly thinking. And it's a strange thing to see him as. 
But yeah. And so I don't know but, if it takes over the whole movie or if it kind of is perfect for the movie. And I'm still leaning toward maybe perfect, but I'm still not 100% there. Sure. And, and I get that. And, and what's great about uh, him is if you look at he's, why he's perfect for Boogie Nights, uh, he's perfect for Rockstar. He is giving, he's being, he's laying it out there. He is not, there's no irony in what he's saying no. or doing. He mm. is just, he is giving you exactly what he thinks you want. And he's not trying to go, he's not trying to be, he's not, there's no like, <laughs> you know, he's not trying to be silly or in any way he's giving you a performance. And yes. I, I, I'm a huge fan of his. I, I think I love it. There's never a performance that of his that I, I can think of that I didn't, even the movies that are not great or that I don't love that much. I mean, there's ones where, uh, uh, what's the one, the oil tanker one where he, uh, you know, oh, I forgot what that movie's not called. Event, but... Not Event Horizon. That's a very different movie. Um, I know the one deep, you mean. Deep Water Horizon. Deep, deep Water Horizon. There was a horizon in there. Yes. Yeah. That. And then the Boston, uh, where he's the Boston marathon one yes. where he's a, Patriot. He's a cop in that. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. Patriot. Is it the Patriot? Patriot game, the Patriot, pa- is it? Something Patriot, yeah. I know, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, anyway. I really surprisingly like that movie. I, yeah. <laughs> Me too. I do. And all those movies where he, he, and then he's, I mean, in The Departed, he's fantastic. So he, he just, he always, I love him and everything, even though, I mean, he might not be, I hear he might not be the greatest person in the world, but to me, I'm not, I'm not concerned about any of that. I'm just, when I watch something, a performance in a movie, that's what I go to. I don't really care what the mm-hmm. outside stuff is. So, so he comes in and he, and immediately, what's he talking about in this class, his science class? He's talking about the bees. <laughs> He's talking about the bees and he, honeybees keep disappearing. Yeah. And, uh, so the, and, and he goes, the factors at work are beyond our understanding. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of whole, he's, he's laying it out for you. Like, we're not going to understand why this is happening. But we, so, and then immediately he goes into, I love that little conversation he has with his, you know, the, 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 the handsome kid in his class where. I not, was just about to bring that oh, up. You, <laughs> yeah, your, your nose and your ears keep growing, which is true mm. um, as you get older. And he goes, don't worry, man, it's incrementally. You're, you're going to be a, you're going to be hot your whole life or whatever, yeah. which I thought was, was terrific. And then, but there's, they don't really waste any time, but I love that. What he, I don't know if you noticed a couple things in, in the classroom. I've seen it a bunch of times. So I, and, I, and Sarah and I were watching, my wife, were, and he, she noticed that on the wall, there's a, there's a little uh, diagram of a tree, and it, shows, go, it points to other trees, and it shows you what, what the trees are doing, different kinds of trees, and what, how they work with the environment. So that's on the back wall there. On, another, on his chalkboard, there's two different quotes. Um, one is about Einstein. If the bees disappeared off the face of the globe, the, then man would only have four years left. Yeah. That's from Einstein. Mm. And then there's a there's a Robert Frost uh, poem on there. Did you see that at all? No, I Either? didn't. It says, on glossy wires artistically bent, he draws himself up to his full extent. His natty wings with self-assurance perk, his stinging quarters menacingly work. Poor egotist has no way of knowing, but he's as good as anybody going. Yes. Which I love that. That's a, it's that's a beautiful. A, that's a beauty. That's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, so it's... right there. Yeah. Sorry. Go you go. No, no, you go ahead. I was just going to say, yes, especially with the trees and being able to communicate and how the different trees are doing different things. In the last couple of years, in terms of books, just getting into my actual sort of day job, the language of trees has suddenly become really, really popular and how trees communicate, and more importantly, how they migrate. Like, they'll, um, they can warn other trees and kind of things like that by yeah. doing these things. And it's kind of really similar to what's happening in the happening. Um, yeah. Just in terms of how nature can actually do stuff like this i mean it is taken to an nth degree that um some and suddenly you're in a field trying to make wavy trees scary which we'll get into <laughs> that. but yeah. um 
there is a thing where nature knows how to communicate and it knows how to defend itself. Now, whether it's going to be yeah. um, what the happening is, probably not. The bees, probably not. But there is that sense of expounding this thing that nature is able to do and kind of... Because the 70s, all those disaster movies, all those environmental um, creature movies were all about when nature wants to really kick our butts, there's nothing we can do. We think we can create every single te- piece of technology in the world, which we can, but if nature's going to fight back or if nature's going to do something, it's just going to do it. it there's nothing yeah. we can do. And that is that sense of hopelessness. I think that is in um, the happening. And that's yeah. kind of what I responded to the most. It was like, oh, yes, yeah. I remember this. Yeah. And, and, and the big thing about it is look at what we're going through now. This is nature dealing with us now, dealing with the coronavirus. Yes. Uh, yes. So it's not it's not bees and the wind, but it, it, they're running from the wind. But that's what we've been running from. We don't know what we're looking at. We're just something's attacking us and we don't know how to fight it. And we can't fight it. We just have to hide hide away from places until it goes away. And that's kind of that's why I think how he was so ahead of his time knowing this. You know, it's obviously not the wind. Wind is silly, but it's really the wind. I mean. Yeah. that's people breathing our into our lungs their you know their virus is going to make us sick and, and it kill what it's killed 600,000 people in America yes. and how many over in, in the world and now you're yes. having trouble again and you're I mean it's just it's it's crazy yes as someone who is about to probably go back into lockdown just because Australia has just the has not been able to get the vaccines um, mm. and we've had another cluster watching the happening was a much different experience i think if i had watched it non-pandemic um sure it's just that people's reactions felt so familiar it's not the Mm. oh we need to do something it's that standing still looking around looking for someone to tell you what to do and that's in a lot of this movie and even the people who are meant to be in charge like the army guy is it jeremy um i can't remember the actor's name anyway um any of the army guy guy from succession yes succession guy um He's kind of try. He's the, maybe the last guy in the that army base that didn't just like kill them, kill themselves. Um, right. He's going, oh shit, I'm in charge, and he doesn't know what to do. Like he's kind of floundering. And how many times have we seen this from each diff- multiple different governments, not just the United States, um, but because they're the biggest, everyone tended to look at them. But there have been multiple kind of, oh, wh- wh- what do we do? Oh, okay. Yeah. And everyone's kind of pausing and just staring at each other and then asking someone else, okay, what do I do now? And that was really, really familiar in terms of reacting to and also getting out of the city. Like the first thing they do when they hear something's happening in New York, because Mark Wahlberg's in, of course, Philadelphia, because it's M. Night Shyamalan. Yep. Um, night. Is, <laughs> yeah, night. Um, they first thing they do is leave, try to leave Philly. Um, they're going to try and get a, to, over to Harrisburg. And it's kind of this futile thing because yeah i just yes i think people get confused when everyone was just sort of standing around staring at each other but when you're watching it after going through oh god over 12 months of a pandemic you're like no this is this is accurate (laughs) this is how it is (laughs) you're just staring around looking at each other going i have no idea yeah exactly and 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 we haven't really mentioned it but yeah also it's it's almost a zombie i mean it's zombie movies are the same kind of thing where you know, yes. just like bees or animal, anything that uh, this thing has attacked them, and now it's attacking all of us, um, and we don't know what it is. And I do like how they they start with, oh, the ter- it must be a terrorist. You know, the ter- what are the terrorists doing to us? Yes. They're killing us. And and that's what. And when we and the coronavirus started, we were all like, well, the Chinese, and, uh, not we, but you know, people were like, oh, the Chinese did something. They, you know, they're the ones doing this. They're trying to kill us. You know? Yes. Yeah. They t- yes, that was very much the first reaction, and. 
Um, you're right, because I think, oh, this is very 2008, it's got to be terrorists. But then I remembered, no, wait, we ha- yeah. people had that exact same reaction. They instantly went, well, it was the Chinese. Um, they did this. And it's like, actually, no, shit happens sometimes. And yeah, it's shit. Um, but no, yeah. you're right. Those So those reactions, those things are just so kind of, y- yeah, you're watching it going, oh, I recognize this. And like, um, my favorite performance in it is actually John Leguizamo his performance he's as, so great the math oh, teacher he's so good the math teacher like he's he's you could tell him and mark are friends and um yeah. and everything like that but as soon as he knows his wife is because he's trying to be strong for his daughter but the way he kind of crumbles and goes right. no i have to go back for my wife when you know he's walking back into absolute danger and the way he's mm-hmm. focusing on the tear in the car as they're driving through princeton um and he kind of you could see him piecing it together like oh oh no this yeah. is not gonna go because well. he knows he knows, yeah. I think he, he knows, figures out the whole Yeah. Yeah, he does. And he, he's got, he knows probabilities, which I love. He, yeah. I know he, he keeps trying to come up with math problems to calm everyone down, which I, I think is hilarious. Yeah. And I love this little thing where he try, you know, he, he, they're, cause they, they're driving away with, uh, okay. So if we go back a little bit, yeah, they, yes. they, they go to the, get on this train. Um, and then the train stops in the middle of nowhere and Phil, it's called like Philbert or Fitzburg or something like yes. that. Um, and they drop everybody off and then he realizes he can't get a hold of his wife. So he leaves on in one car with people. And then mm. Wahlberg, he leaves his daughter, which is still crazy to me. I would mm. never leave my children, but, uh, he leaves, uh, their daughter, Jess with Alma, who is, uh, Zoe Deschanel and yes. then Mark Wahlberg's Elliot. Yeah. And they, and they, so they go separate in their ways with this gardener guy who's hilarious by the way too. But, yeah. um, so, so he leaves and they're driving along. And one of the most haunting parts of the movie too, is just the people all, they drive all along and all of a sudden there's just people hanging from yes. trees just along the road mm. and i get goosebumps even thinking about it and and everyone starts freaking out and he gives this math problem and i i love it he's like if he goes okay just just th- focus on this he goes if if you had if i gave you a penny every day i start starting it and then i doubled it every day how much money would you have and she's like ten dollars you know that's kind of something you'd think like i don't know and i did the math while and i figured it out and he it is it's it's like over ten million dollars yeah. you'd have if you doubled every day yeah. which is a crazy thing to think about it and it, um but if you think about what's going on in, in the happening like oh it, it starts out with one person then two then four then si- that's same thing with any contamination things just start spreading fast and it, it goes quicker than you can ever think of and i just love that that little you know um probability that he came up with and exactly explains the movie how things like that or any contamination happens <laughs> so, then, so then all of a sudden the, the car stops because they see right he sees the little yes. piece of uh and then tear in the roof speeds yeah. up and yeah then they speed up and ram into the, the tree and the guy flies out the front <laughs> and then uh and then poor legozama gets out and grabs some glass and just starts carving into oh, his it's his such oh. a sad moment and yeah. Yeah, it's. I love all that stuff at the beginning. I love when they're stuck in the sort of cafe, um, and then mm. they kind of figure out that you know the TV just goes off. It's, you know, everyone's yeah. losing communication, and so they have to kind of make up a plan on the fly, and that's just to walk over all these sort of green lands to go where there are smaller populations, because that's where yeah. they think it's being less affected, which is kind of true because the trees are going for these, uh, the wind is going for the bigger population, um, to really sort of start attacking people, and. Yeah. I think it does for me run it a little bit out of steam when they get to Betty Buckley's house, even though I like the narrative, because you're right, this isn't necessarily about the happening, it's about the relationship between um, Ellie and Alma, uh, Mark Warburg yeah. and Zoe Deschanel. Um, and it's about them trying to repair their marriage, and she 
she almost had a fidelity. She didn't sleep with him, but she went for dessert with him. This other yeah, guy, just Joey. one one little meal. <laughs> yes, and then of course she tells Mark Wahlberg, just it blurts it out because she's like, I think we're gonna die. I feel guilty. I need to tell you this. And then all of a sudden he sort of retorts back a little bit later. Well, you know, I flirted with the with the lady at the chemist. She was really hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And but like, then he yeah. then he really then he, then he tells her like, no, that that it, that didn't really happen. He just yeah. he he wanted to he wanted to give her something to like, you know. Um, just to make her feel better for not for for what she did you know what yes. i mean yes yeah so cuz he, he's like he's saying i forgive you for for doing the thing which i with, i think is funny because i'm going to go back i'm going to reveal something when i was in college i remember i had this girlfriend <laughs> and i remember i had heard that she her, her friend had been in town who wasn't a great friend and she had brought her out to to go out one night and and she had and her friend had talked and talked they had, and so they ended up doing something with some guys and they didn't yeah. explain it to me back then and then but the second that she tried to start explaining to me what ha- happened, I was started freaking out because I thought she had slept with him. And she goes, "No, no, I just we were just like holding hands and stuff." So it reminded me of that I'm like, "Okay, you know what really happened?" But yeah. to make me feel better, you're gonna say, "Oh, we were just hold- we just went out for dinner." Or we just yeah. yeah. So it's like, so we don't really know what happened. I'm assuming she's she's being honest and and that's not what happened. But I always thought back to that, I'm like, yeah, people are gonna say what they're gonna say just to make you feel better. Um, regard, you know, <laughs> I don't know if that has to do with it. I just thought it was. I just thought of that story when I was when I was watching. But no, um, it, it yeah, kind so, of is. It's about those little, not in quite infidelities, but the thought of maybe infidelity that you kind of, when you're yeah. in a relationship, we're like, hang on, was it infidelity? Yeah, it's those kind of it's that blurred line where obviously, um, uh, Elmer feels very very guilty for it, and um, mm-hmm. obviously their marriage isn't perfect, and it's this whole thing is about them coming back together to repairing their marriage and um, to get it back to a good place and also having to adopt a daughter that they suddenly yeah. have with them. Um, I was, yeah. I was going to say, I agree with you about um, it. Definitely that I remember looking at the clock um, just because they're not long movies. Either one of these are about no. an hour and a half long, mm-hmm. but at the hour mark uh, of kind of both of them, you're kind of like the bees a little bit, even the bees actually moves even a little bit better, but in yeah. happening, you're right. That last half hour just kind of slows down and they go to this ho- one house and then they have these two kids. That, that part with the two other little boys is pretty vicious. Though, oh, too. that is insanely vicious. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you get these things where things are silly, but all of a sudden they, these two little boys get just one gets shot through the chest with a shotgun. And then the other, the little uh, black boy gets his head like blown yes. off. While there's while the little girl's swinging, she had she's like, "Are you sure you should be swinging?" And she's like, "Yeah." And so you're like, "What? What's happening? Why is she swinging?" But and so uh, and so and they don't want to leave the house. These uh, the, the people that are in the house because they're afraid of you know. And and, and yeah. it kind of it kind of shows that whole thing about being you know these rural people that don't trust the outsiders and oh and it yes. kind of explaining about that. Yeah. And going back to the when they go with the gardener, if you look at uh, when they go to the gardener's house, it's. In the very background, you see these two nuclear power plants, yes. huge silos. Yes, remember that part? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and that's when the guy kind of explains it. Oh, I, I think it's the tr- the plants are the ones that are doing this, and they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah, you're being <laughs> silly. And that's why I kind of I feel like that's M Night explaining. Yeah, it's the plants are like, and everybody else is like, yeah, yeah, whatever, dude. That's whatever. that's ridiculous, you know. <laughs> so no, I no, I what you sort of bring out is the idea, of, especially with the two little boys who get shot and. Um, but I think it's this kind of idea of people want to stay in their homes and they want to be isolated, but there's also this kind of feeling of Mark Wahlberg and crew kind of requesting to come into someone's kind of house when they, one, they don't exactly have the right to come into their house, but because they are scared, they right. need shelter. And two, 
um, that kind of thing of having this foreign element in your home. Like, I can understand why the guy does not want them to come in. Um, I'm not entirely, yeah. I like to think I would be open and to be kind of, yo, you need help, come in. But the idea of being so terrified of the outside world that, um, and so especially Betty Buckley's reaction, she's like, no, I want you out of my house. And Mark Wahlberg's like, no, we need to talk. We need to stay. It's this kind of, you can read so much more into it because of the world, world we now live in. And I'm, I'm, yeah, and but, I'm not I mean, giving a side. <laughs> no, and, and, but it's funny though, because I, you know, you want to be those people that are going to help other people, but also yes. think about this when you're, when you're driving down the road and you see something, everybody having car problems to me, I've seen too many horror movies where I go, I, we're, we're not stopping there. No. I'm not, I'm sorry. Some, they're going to have to figure it out. I have kids in my car. I'm not going to risk my children because I don't know who these people are. Exactly. Um, I've seen the hitcher. I'm yes. not going <laughs> to get half. I'm not going to do that. You know? So, um, so I, so I, it's funny, like you, you want, you're on, you know, the wall, you know, you're on Mark Wahlberg's side, you're on Elliot's side and them, but you understand though, that they're, they're bad. You never want to, that they, the fact that they shoot people and that's terrible, but you're also like, well, are you, are you perfect? Are you going to be the ones that are going to help these people in? You don't really know until you're put into that position. Exactly. Um, yeah. I don't know if you remember. If you remember in Halloween when Jamie Lee Curtis is running from door to door and she kind of tries to get in one house and they just turn off the lights and yes. they, yeah. And, they, they, and she has to go to a different house. So it's, I, it's, I just, I, I love that part of it too. And, and I love going back to that. Um, when they go into, we haven't talked about probably the most well-known part of the movie is when they go to the fake house. What are those called? The starter house? Or... Oh my God. I did that. It's such an amazing. Cause I, the whole wine glass thing was giving me like, what the hell is oh. happening? And then you, Oh, that is a brilliant <laughs> gag. <laughs> He's like he's holding it like he's gonna drink it and just staying there because it's just plastic yeah. inside of it. He's, and he, he wants to drink it and then he goes and he looks like before they realize that it's a fake fake house. He goes and he sees he's like okay the, if the plants are doing this I should probably talk to this plant and uh, I I should read the whole um, he goes his his whole quote he goes he says um, so I'm really sorry we're just coming to the house it goes plastic I'm talking to a plastic plant yes I'm still doing it. <laughs> Yeah, so you're good. Just the way he's holding the wine glass, like he's talking because the kids sitting at the table and it looks like they're about to sit down and have dinner, and he's holding the wine glass, but then they'll hold it like the wine should be moving and falling out. And then I'm just like going, and then you walk out, and it's um, then you realize, oh, it's a it's a model home. It's 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 fake. Model home, yeah. (laughs) It's perfect. We should have stayed at the model home. It probably would have been fine. (laughs) I know exactly, and but I do love that they're going to these different spots. That you're right it does slow down but i do i do like so they're going to this kind of uh, this house where the people won't let people in and then you're going to this fake house where nothing's real and it's kind of like yes we all we have all these things that really don't mean anything and fake plants and all this stuff yeah. that are you know they, they they think there's books on them but it's just a picture of a book a, a bunch of books they it's like weird this, this yeah. little thing and then, it's, and then <laughs> yeah so i don't know why they leave but you're right. So those two get, kids get shot and they run and they're just trying to find somewhere to go and they meet up uh what was the lady's name um, that you said Betty Buckley, and she's in uh, Split, right? She, she is, is she, yes. She's the doctor in Split. Yes. Yeah, she's terrific in that. Yeah, really But good. she is so great because, so you think, oh, she's a little creepy, um, I, but she has one of the, my favorite quotes, and I, I'm hoping that this becomes a quote later on at, when people start appreciating this movie more. And she goes, um, why are you eyeing my lemon drink? <laughs> that makes me laugh. I don't know why it makes me laugh. So it's, it's a weird way to say it. Why are you eyeing my lemon, lemon drink? drink? No, she does, and she's very <laughs> odd. Know. 
Yeah, and again, this movie's yeah. not explaining. You do not know her backstory. You no. do not know why the house is kind of looks like it's kind of like a um, stayed in sort of stasis for the last twenty years. She doesn't like children. Yeah. Um, she's because no. Jess is like the sweetest kid ever. Um, well, because she feeds them a meal and yeah. then just they're all talking right nicely, and Jess reaches for the cookie and she smacks it as hard yes! as she can, and then everyone just kind of whoa, okay. <laughs> she goes, "Don't touch things that aren't yours." And yes. Go, oh, okay, and then she. While they're talking, she hands her the, the cookie like five seconds later, which is like, what yeah. the, what's going on? And then she's got a, a doll laying in her in a bed. And Mark Wahlberg's like, what's going on with this? And she comes, are you trying to steal my things? And he's yes. like, no, I'm just, I, I'm just looking around. Yeah. And then, and then at, she goes outside and it hits her, and then she starts walking backwards. And I do love that. Oh, it's that a very creepy moment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then she and I do love her bashing her she, oh, you can hear her bashing the her on the wall and then, she comes yeah. the and then she walks to the other glass and bashes that in and you're like what the fuck man? and there's just like glass um, sticking out of her eye it's like oh my oh, god yeah. Fulchy, Fulchy shit there oh, uh, but yeah, so then, shit. <laughs> yeah so then so then uh she, he doesn't know where alma and jess are and they're out in this other uh this other uh, house like that's a, for and they yeah. use for slaves right it was like an old school house or an old um plantation house one of the two yeah yeah, and and she kind of explains that, that it's it, before she goes crazy and you know she explains that 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 was used for to hide slaves and they could talk through that little hole, and that's how. Yeah. yeah. And I do love how that's how they finally communicate with each other because sometimes when you're right in front of someone you can't really tell them how you feel. Yes. So you have to, you ha- you can do it through this little pipe and and that's and they realize that if they're gonna die they want to die together, so that's why the the, the, it's, the the crazy thing about this movie is it has some heart to it you just you have to kind of breakthroughliness of what's happening and happening and what's uh what's going on to get and because i really do like and i think the little girl is great i think mm. jess is very She's believable yeah. and yeah and i and i do like that they come out and then and i for some reason they live you know they don't really explain why they they don't get killed by it um but they just got lucky and and that's i think it's like corona i mean we a lot of people got sick and old people a lot of people died and but people didn't get hit by it and sometimes you just get lucky you just happen to be the one the last one standing yes um, and that's kind of what happens to them yeah or like in a bushfire when you see a devastated plot of land of houses just absolutely destroyed but there's that one house that for that some reason yeah. they didn't get hit by the by a firestorm and yeah. no it's a really str- and i kind of can understand why people would watch that ending and go what the hell um that isn't yeah. isn't an ending but that is how um those movies ended it's like well yeah what are you gonna do it's nature it's gonna nature, and yeah. um, it's so. And I kind of love the title because we keep saying the happening, and it's happening. Um, yeah. But it kind of explains the movie kind of perfectly because it's yeah. not something you can explain. And I love the final shot in um, Paris when you realize it's happening again. The happening is happening yeah. again. And I, I do like, like the little TV spot. That, yes. Yeah, they oh, do the little TV yes. spot with it. And he kind of does the same thing that Saxon does in, in the end of the bees. Mm. He goes, he goes, this was an act of nature and we'll never understand it. And he goes, because this, but you know what I think he goes, this was a warning yes. and exactly how, how the bees, yes. so that, that's how it could, and it, I don't, I don't, we didn't kind of talk about this, but did you notice the music going on in between the two movies? Um, I know the music was very jaunty and weird in the other one, but then the other one, actually it was very little music in, in the happening, wasn't there? It was very, um, yeah, but that little, yes. that, little that part, yes, it's, there's little parts that are from, if you listen to the bees, there's parts in the bees from oh, music from the bees in the yes. happening. It's, it's very slight. You can't really hear if you don't, if you're not really listening for it. That's when I, it first hit me that all oh, these movies are connected 
besides all the B talk yes. was that, that little music sting. I'm like, oh, that's that's from the happening. What? That oh, is. okay. And everything started coming together. So yeah. that's another reason that all these things, you know, to me, all go together. And that's why these two movies are perfect. No, these <laughs> movies go so well together because you can kind of see the connection. And it really highlights what um, M. Night was trying to do. He was making a 1970s yeah. um, creature feature, oh, environmental kind of um, movie. Um, and yes, he makes it very M. Night. So I think there's some sort of part that I don't think hit as well as I would have liked them to. But in saying that, I like the fact that M. Night's such a messy director because he's just putting himself in his art. Every single movie he, he puts himself in. It, literally, because yeah. he's in an, also in every single movie like Hitchcock. Um, and yeah, you were never going to get another movie. Well, you do because you all the 70s movies. But I think The Happening yeah. is definitely not as bad as people sort of say. Yes, it has got a weird thing to it. Yes, Mark Wahlberg does kind of stare into the camera with his eyes moving around when he's trying to figure out the wind. And making trees look sinister in the wind is not exactly the easiest thing to pull off. So, and mm. this is because you are using something intangible. It's something we breathe. It's something we can't sort of touch. Which again is like a virus. Um, so yeah. I was really close to picking um, uh, the oh god, Romero's first movie, Night of the Living Dead. Just Night of the Living it, Dead. Yeah, just yeah. because I think it has really similar qualities to that. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think even talking about it now, I think I appreciate the movie a lot more than I did, and I had to watch it a couple of times mm. because there are so many things you just notice first. The Mark Wahlberg of yeah. it, the stillness, the kind of the weirdness that you kind of it's not as brash as the bees where you just notice straight away um the funny things the quirk the weird things the um happening you do have to kind of sit there and let it absorb you a little bit so you can go in behind the, the whatever's happening in front and then you can kind of see behind and go oh see what you're doing there yeah and i i do i like that he doesn't hold your hand he's not going no. to explain things you, you, if you figure it out, if you don't get it, then it's not my problem. You know, this movie, I make these movies, and if you, if you get it, you get it. You don't, I, I, then maybe I, this isn't for you. But then that's why, that exactly what are my kind of movies is something that is, is never going to explain something to you and is going to make you think. And then uh, where there's not just one thing going on, there's several things mm -hmm. going on. And when there's, and, and a lot of people when they, they see different things going on, they, they're like, no, I don't get it. I want to so tell me a story where I can kind of yes. just understand it. And if you're looking for that, these are not his movies are not going to be for you. And, and I, and I get that. So, um, and, and I just, I love what he does and I love, you know, the movies where, <clears throat> uh, like, like we were talking about Hitchcock and all that. We, he does, he does the same kind of thing, but different. And then with, with M night, I think as we get further down the line and people kind of, as time goes by, if you look at all of his movies, it takes about 20 years for everyone to really appreciate. I mean, everyone loved Sixth Sense when it came out, but then yes. they kind of like, oh yeah, the Sixth Sense guy. But then about 2019, they're like, oh yeah, Sixth Sense. And now, now we're kind of like, oh, Unbreakable, yeah. And then like, I think Signs will get in the next uh, 2002. So we got one more year, and I think people will appreciate that one again more. And then The Village is 2004. So I'm, mark my words, 2024, The Village will start. He just needs, oh, he's kind of like those guys like. Yeah, I've heard Village Reappraisal already. I think it's starting to happen. Yeah, yeah. it's starting. Yeah. But it, look, I mean, look at look at guys like Carpenter. You know, oh, God, you know yeah. guys like they they never get appreciated. The, you know, the thing was it, it was a huge bomb. No one and now it's it, it's probably in the t the pantheon of the best horror it movies is. of all time. Mm. So, 
you know, I, I'm hoping that people will understand this, but if they don't, that's fine. You know, if it's just for me, that's totally cool. I, I can appreciate that as well. But uh, I, I just love when, when someone else gets it and it rarely happens and I'm glad I, we can kind of talk about it and go through it. But if I read an article and, or I see something on Twitter that people are like, oh, I get it. I love it happening. I'm like, yes, me too. And like they talk about Mark Wahlberg being a, a great uh, comedic performance. I'm like, yes, it is. Okay, you understand. So good. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if he understands he's giving a great comedic performance. No, he but doesn't. Think, no, but no. M. Night does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's why I think there's that weird disconnect. It's like my biggest thing with the Joker is that I think, which is not a weird connection, is that um, Joaquin Phoenix doesn't want you to have empathy for the Joker. Um, Todd Phillips mm. really does. And I think those two yeah. butt heads in a way that I think there's this weird disconnect. I think there's a similar disconnect in The Happening where I don't think Mark Wahlberg knows exactly what kind of comedic performance he's giving. But M. Night yeah. definitely knows what kind of performance <laughs> he's getting him to do. Yeah. He's doing exactly what and was planned. I, yeah, and I don't know why. I mean, to me, uh, Joker is one of my favorite movies of the last mm. five years. So that maybe that's that's just how I like it. I like when one, one guy is doing one thing and the other guy knows what he's doing with that person, but is not really letting them know what they're doing with them. So exactly. I think that's really cool. Though I think uh, Joaquin kind of understood and decided to go, mm, no, yeah. I'm doing something else. And then Top yeah. Blitz was like, well, exactly. I'm not going to tell Joaquin what to do. So I think yeah. that's kind of where my main issue with the Joker bumps up, but that's just me. I've only seen that movie once, so who knows what my mm. if I when I ever go back to it, that's going to be my next um my next thing. But yeah, no anything well, else? Well, what, anything else you want to say about the happening? Um, no, uh, yeah, I just I love the movie. I and I'm I'm hoping people. People don't just say see this uh, that you put out this one and go oh it's a happening I don't want to watch it. I'm like yeah no please I mean just yes. watch it just maybe listen to this first if you want if you've already seen it you know what listen to this first and then go maybe watch it and maybe appreciate it more but um, I'm I'm hoping to bring hit you know a couple like I said in the future I want to do Lady in the Water yes. with you and I'll, I'll we'll find something to, mm. to to pair with that even the Village too that's another great one and mm. um, um, I, I think I think. Joker is another one that would be good, you know, further down the line that we could, yeah. I, I'm sure there'd be something cool to pair where we can see wh what works and what doesn't with that too. So, um, I, I love doing this with you and I, and, uh, this was, it was great to talk about these two movies today. No, it really, really was. And, um, yes, I, I agree with the happening. Um, it's on Disney plus. So, which is very strange. Um, if you have the star, yeah, weird. Kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> Um, so you can watch it on Disney Plus. I would give it a go, even though I think it's going to take a little bit to get into because you've got to go right yeah. and watch. Actually, you know what? I watched the bees on YouTube because I couldn't find the thing of it. So watch the bees, yeah. and then watch the happening. Yeah, watch the bees um, first, then watch the watch happening. the bees yeah. first. Which I will actually put out a note just before um, I put out this episode. I'm like, now what do you want to do? And what watch on a free space yeah, day? Watch exploitation. <laughs> so watch the bees. Yeah. Watch maybe watch Day of the Animals too. Yes. Put that in there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All three of them. I'll put out Triple. a watch list. Um, <laughs> So you can kind of watch, understand the happening and go, ah, yes, I understand what this yeah. is doing. So, but yeah, again, it's, it's always a blast to talk to you. And even, um, I'd love to maybe pair Notorious with something because I love yes. Notorious. Notorious is so good. Even though that movie is so dodgy, it's so, well, can, the Carrie and Grant and the in Ingrid Bergman relationship is, um, like, really? That's what you're going to do? Right. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, <laughs> hey. <laughs> prostitute around it's fine um yeah, no. sure. <laughs> yeah sure why not um but no so we will definitely be doing this again next month um it's always a blast talking with you please brent tell us where we can find you online i'm i'm uh, on twitter i have a weird uh, it's hard to say my twitter name right now it's like b underscore yes it is. About it. it's uh at, <laughs> at this year's best you can go there it's uh t h s 
Y-R-S-B-S-T um, on Twitter and just either one or just go to Lindsay and I'm, I'm, I'm on her page you somewhere, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're always there. but yeah, thank you again. And uh, yeah, I'm always there. So uh, thank you again. And uh, yeah, can't wait to talk and uh, I'm excited for June's exploitation. It should be awesome. June's exploitation. Yes, it's going to be absolutely perfect. This will come out toward the end of June's exploitation, but I'll definitely put out a watch list. Oh, of- sure. Um, like, you know, Day of the Animals, which these movies are all perfect for June's exploitation. Um, yeah. So, yeah, if uh, you want to listen to uh, Follow Schlock and Awe, it is um, Instagram and Twitter at uh, Schlock and Awe 1. Um, if you want to follow me, um, it's uh, Reading Geek uh, on Twitter and then on. Oh, uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, yeah, you can listen to all us on all our apps. Um, if you want to subscribe and rate or whatever that thing is, please, if you've got about a few seconds to do that. <laughs> Apparently, I keep forgetting to say it. it, and then every time I listen to another podcast, sure. I'm like, yeah, I should probably say that. Um, so, yeah. movie appreciated. Um, also, listen to This Year's Best, because it is absolutely a phenomenal um, podcast, and you don't have to listen to every single... You can, If you like video games, listen to the video games part. If you like TV, listen to the TV part. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's it's a really, really great show, and I had so much fun recording on it. Um, but, yeah, this was this yeah. week's show. Thank you very much for listening, and, of course, we will be back next week with another double feature. All right, thanks. Bye, guys.